Guys, you might want to come and see this. Are those cliches? Yes, they are. I dare say those are cliches. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Two Guys Top Five. Where we take everything movies and we make them into list. On this side of the table, it's me, Brand Wink, but on that side of the table, it's my good buddy Lucas Swanson. How you doing today, buddy? You talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. You talking to me? Yes, Al Pacino. I am talking to you. It's actually Robert De Niro, but that's okay. They're the same fucking person, aren't they? Close enough. They were both in Righteous Kill. That's right. That kill was, was righteous. righteous. <laughs> Who are? It's an actual line from the movie. Man. Seen really? Righteous Kill? Yes. <laughs> Al Pacino says it. I, I somewhat know the plot of that movie, so I never watched it. It's fine. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing anything. Was it like Die Hard with elderly people? Not even. Oh. <laughs> I'd like to jump into a movie I saw right away. Oh, let's do it. I watched a movie. Oh, I talked to you a movie. About a movie. That's rare on this podcast. I know. I, I talked to you about this already, but I want to talk about it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my girlfriend decided to watch a movie. We were looking for something that was nice and short because we are going to go to bed. And we found a movie called Block. Starring Tom Tom Hardy, where it is literally an hour and a half of Tom Hardy in a car talking on the phone. Beautiful. It was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. I loved it. If you are a person who likes to watch movies just to turn your brain off and just go have some fun, don't watch this movie. No, you gotta pay attention. Do not watch this. You don't really have to pay attention, but you have to like appreciate what movies are. Hmm. You have to appreciate acting. You have to appreciate cinematography and pacing you have to like appreciate those things to really like get this movie it is literally you you love it mm-hmm. or you hate it or those are the two options and i am on the love it side and the fact that my girlfriend also seemed to enjoy it i i can't be too hard to enjoy no but yeah, do you get a jig but no <laughs> she's not good with movies that's fair her favorite movie is called the intern starring robert de niro what's it about it's about Robert De Niro wait, wait, becoming wait, 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 an intern. Wait, wait, okay, damn it, you, you <laughs> stepped on my lines. I demand an apology. I'm going to raise my hand right now. Can I have an apology, please? Sustained. Hmm. I'm going to raise my hand one more time. Yeah. I'd like to buy you a ticket, please. Two. Uh, we're going to go to the mirror store so you can get a good hard look at what an ass you're being. That was very eclectic. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... Amp up my comedy a little bit. Be a little bit more. What's the word? Sophisticated. <laughs> oh, 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 uh, so why don't we just grab the reins here? Let's just grab that. You got it? You good? Yeah. Oh, I got the reins. Okay, we're just going to turn it right. Ah! <laughs> Cliches! We're in! <laughs> Ooh, that was close. Almost killed a person. <laughs> right, Steering so, this podcast uh, into a different lane. <laughs> what is a movie cliche? Like, what would constitute a cliche in your mind? Uh, anything that is done multiple times while writing a movie. Like, over movie, 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 movie. Everything mm-hmm. that, you know, happens and, like, oh, this shit again. And, it, like... Things that are almost unnecessary, too. Like, if it's an unnecessary thing that just keeps being repeated, and it seems like it's just, you know, you walk into a movie and... A Zack Snyder movie. Pretty much 100% of a Zack Snyder movie is a cliche. Oh, I'm just saying watching a movie for Zack Snyder is just not a good... Oh, that's not a good idea, yeah. No. 
but like if you go into the movie and you're like, I kind of already expect this to happen and it happens, mm-hmm. there's a good chance that that's a cliche. Yes. Good chance. My, a lot of mine are like dialogue. Most of mine are writing related. Like, okay. But dialogue, yes. I have some. I have a mix of dialogue as well as like plot devices and it'll be a good mix i'm actually really interested to see what you i am i'm interested to see what you say as well because there's a there's a chance that like maybe we like some of these cliches or not necessarily like them but like don't mind them i see what you mean yeah this will be interesting it will be interesting but Uh, i mean how did you go about figuring out which ones made the list i thought about which one bothered me the most Mm, that's really what it came down to and then i took all the ones that bothered me and i put them into a pile and i was like which one bothers me the least yeah and then it's kind of kept going that way mm-hmm. i like that too mine i i thought of my most hated immediately oh yeah me too i thought of that one right away and then i started i did the same thing as you were was like i accumulated cliches and worked my way from there yeah um there's yeah. a lot of them there are a lot a of lot things of that could be considered cliches i don't know do you want to try and do some honorable mention cliches we probably uh honorable mention for me is characters screaming no after a death usually yes like uh one of the most prominent ones is darth vader in no. episode three after he finds out padme dies padme. no it's just it's you really so, need that it's so bad though like i mean that one in particular is really bad just overall yeah but as a whole it's not a good like it's such it, and that one's a cliche to me because do you really need that no moment to really show that this person is affected by a death? I don't think you would. Like, I, I would hope you wouldn't, because that's, that's, that just means that you're not writing very well. It's like you're writing a movie for Mac from Always Sunny. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Because he's always explaining what's happening in the movie, because people get lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need to fucking state, my emotions are negative. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, that's bothersome. Like even um, like in Back to the Future, yeah. When Doc Brown gets shot, first thing Marty does is scream "No," and then scream "You bastards!" Why not just "You bastards"? Or scream his name, yeah, and then "You bastards." If he has to scream something, if he's gonna scream something because he is affected, why no? Why no? Indeed. Like, I don't know. Though that one always bugged me. It was I'm just screaming no. I mean, another one from me is. When you're watching the movie and the good guy turns bad and some character says like, so-and-so, and then they go, no, no, so-and-so, he's dead. Yeah, that's, that's like, he's not, he's not, first of all, <laughs> second of all, this is useless. You could have just been bad. You don't have to be like, I am a different person. Like, uh, what's, uh, Smeagol does it in Lord of the Rings, um, I think, oh, shoot, there's another one I'm trying to think of. I'm just blanking hard now. I am too. I know Smeagol says it. I mean, even in Tropic Thunder, uh, Ben oh, Stiller says but it. But that works. <laughs> that one's funny. That one works <laughs> yeah. because I think I think you can use a cliche. If you use a cliche, like, you, ironically. As a, yeah, as a comedic device, yeah. I think it works pretty well because, I mean, Spaceballs is just... It's just a bunch of space cliches. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, Star Wars is just a giant space cliche in, in and but of itself. But they started it. So it's yeah. that's the other thing is that it's different because if a cliche starts with your movie, you have a pass. Oh, I have one. Hmm. Uh, a character who's good at everything. Yeah. Boring characters. Mm-hmm. Don't write boring characters. They have to have some sort of 
like fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's or to that effect, like if you're watching an action movie and there's that one character that's, you know, the best sniper, plus they're also a hacker and an engineer and all this, they're going to die. Yeah. Once they serve their purpose, they're dead. Yeah. That's all they're there for. Yeah. It's the writer saying, we need this stuff to happen, but I can't give it to the main characters. So you're the one. Yep. There's a lot of that in those like campy action flicks. Yeah. Like a lot of, like even Guardians of the Galaxy kind of does that kind of stuff where it's like, um, you know, each person in the group can do specific things, but then they need Yondu for some reason and Yondu needs so-and-so for some reason and all yeah, that. It's... That stuff does bug me too. And I, you know, I'm thinking of like John Wick where like he is a master of his trade, but he's also like, he's not perfect at it. He gets shot. He a gets lot. hit. He yeah. like, there, there are things that he can't prevent. And that's the, that's another thing that we could rope into there is like action heroes that just seem to get away scot-free with everything. Yes. No matter what. Uh, there who was it? Uh, the Uncharted game series. Mm-hmm. One of the developers for that explained why, like, the main character gets shot at throughout the entire games, and the screen only like goes red. You never like have to heal a wound or anything. He explains it as in, it's like his luck meter, oh. which I really enjoyed that sort of expression of it. Like, once the luck runs out, he dies. Yeah. Like it's it's not that he's getting shot; he's getting shot at. Yeah, and he's just lucky enough that none of these bullets are hitting him. I like that. But you can't be that lucky forever. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool way to describe it. it. But I mean, that only works in a game, right? In movies, like it's just you know, Star Wars is probably really bad the, about yeah, it. Yeah. Stormtroopers <laughs> just you know the everyone jokes about how stormtroopers have the worst aim and all of that because they can't hit anything. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff where you know the even John Wick is even guilty of this where just hordes of bullets are going at one person and they're all missing this one person yeah. because he's kind of moving, you know, that kind well, of stuff. It's, such a, it's, a, it's an action cliche because yeah. you can't just kill the main character yeah. right away, which you should because it'd be a great story plot. <laughs> but that's my take on it. Another, like, an entire genre that is almost built on cliches is horror. Yes. There are so many horror cliches. Yes. And, like, if you do it right, um, if you do it right, it can work. If you do it wrong, then it's just annoying. Which, fucking 2010 to 2016. Not a lot of good stuff coming out of there. I mean, there's a handful. There's, there's a, a handful, handful, but I mean, they're all relying on, you know, jump scares are a huge cliche. Oh, God. Jump scares are totally a cliche. It's an easy out. But here's... here's but it can be done well. My my interpretation of a jump scare being cliche is when the, the visual isn't enough, so they just add this entire symphony to just go, wah! And, like, that's what's scaring you because it goes from quiet to just yeah. this huge hit. Whereas, you know, there's... Like in the movie The Gift that I watched, mm-hmm. there's a jump scare in there where there's like no there's no symphony hit. It's just the visual itself, yeah. and that's what gets you or to like jump. The thing, the thing, when the chest bursts open. Yeah. There's no like vi- there's no audio sting. At yeah, it's all. just it's all just oh <laughs> yeah. Like jump scares can be done right and non cliche, but you have to build the tension. The cat, the cat cliche in horror movies. <laughs> Where you you go downstairs because you hear a noise and you're it's, walking through the oh, kitchen. Oh, it's just the cat. And then, oh, it's the cat. How many horror movies have a fucking cat? Too many. God. Quit making cats out to be the villain, man. Yeah, cats are good. It could be a dog every once in a while. Right? A dog would actually attack, though, I bet. <laughs> Whose dog is this? <laughs> I don't own a dog. <laughs> but, yeah, I... <laughs> Twilight Zone. Not my dog. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
There's a lot of cliches. Cliches in horror movies are the most prominent, but I, the, also I'm okay with most of them. Yeah. Because most horror movie cliches are almost necessary sometimes. Like you can... I will say on that front, um, don't separate. Oh, That's a huge yes. cliche that I do That is not, such a cliche. Didn't make it the list, but I... Always, always, we should break up and cover more ground. No! Yeah, why would you do that? And well, then let's see here. Followed, uh, followed by, stay away from those bushes. I'm pretty sure that's where the killer is. I'm going to go by those what, bushes. What fucking commercial was it? They, there was a commercial recently where they did a horror movie like theme of, should we go to that car that's running? Oh, no, yeah. let's hide behind the rack of chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> that got me a little bit because I was like, okay. <laughs> I think that's like a car insurance commercial yeah, or something. Just, they're just hiding behind chainsaws. And the guy's just like, <laughs> he's got yeah. a chainsaw. What? <laughs> But yeah, it's why would you break up though? Like, why would you? Yeah. Well, Tommy died alone. Anna died alone. Uh, Lisa, she was strangled in her sleep. She was alone. We should be uh, alone. I'm gonna go that way. You guys, uh, you take different rooms. Yeah. Okay. Don't go together. <laughs> Don't. Don't be smart about this. Listen. Split up. I'm gonna take the only gun we have, and I'm gonna run into the woods. <laughs> I'm Fred. You're Shaggy. You're Velma. Different rooms. <laughs> you're the dog. What? Why, why do I always gotta be the dog? Shut up, dog. Doug. Yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced Doug. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, I mean, there's. I feel like we could go on and on about like a bunch of cliches, especially just in horror. But I don't know. I think I think we could jump into our list now. I think we could. Yeah, well, let's do it. Let's get in there. I believe you start. I do this start week? this week, yes. Because I believe you started last week. Is that how it works? You know, I'm relatively new to this whole thing. Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm uh, just going to shake your hand here real quick. Get out of here. I don't touch strangers. Okay, well, thank you for the interview. I'm... uh, My number five. (laughs) (laughs) That was to kill time while he pulled out his phone. (laughs) My number five is a very, very specific cliche, and that's why it is my number five. It's also a fairly new cliche, and I've talked about it before while talking about pixar movies let's hit it the pixar formula of oh you thought you could trust this person turns out they're the bad guy yeah super obvious bad guy yep super obvious bad guy is just it's annoying like i i, I specify pixar because they keep doing it ever since the toy story ever, ever since toy story 2 came out not even toy story 2 before toy story 2 i think monsters inc was the first one to do it because monsters inc water news is the bad guy yes you know uh toy story 2 the the prospector dude is the bad guy i will toy, say toy story 3 uh, sir hugs a lot or whatever his name if is. if i may in defense of pixar in that one uh Inside Out didn't do it. Yeah, I know there's a they, handful that don't do it. They almost did, though. I told right, you about yeah, that. Yeah, they almost did. Yeah. Um, there's a handful that don't do it, but most of them do. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so frustrating. Like, when I went into The Incredibles 2 to see that, mm-hmm. the second, I'm not going to spoil it, but the second a character walked into the door, I was like, that's the bad guy. Like, no no hesitation whatsoever because I knew that they were going to fall into this formula. Yeah. And then I watched Coco for the first time a few weeks ago and it was the same thing and yeah, I saw basic. that coming. It's, it's just... Costy, copy-paste. They That's, used to be so creative and original and no. now they're just like... I mean, if your kid strictly watches Pixar movies, they're going to learn don't trust anybody. No. That's why you show them Big Trouble in Little China when they're five. <laughs> yeah. Start them down my dark path. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's my number five is just 
the Pixar formula. I'm, That's a good pick. That's a very good pick. I, I'm just. I will agree with you on that. I'm more so angry about it because I know they can do better. Yes. Are you ready for mine? Hit me, big boy. My number five is not really that bad of a cliche, but it bothers the piss out of me. Which one? Poor phone etiquette. Yes. Nobody says goodbye. No goodbyes. No goodbyes. Oh Usually God. no hellos. Mm-hmm. Like it's always just straight to the point. It's like okay, well, I mean. First off, no. Say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Very rude. Ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. It's, it, but it's in every action movie. It's just, you know, make sure it's done. Click. Or, all right, we're on our way. Click. Yeah. Like, it's, and like, I get in certain situations, it's okay, but. Like, and then in like rom-coms, like husband's talking to a wife and he just hangs up. You know she's calling back. Oh, like, yeah. What, you, you don't love me? Yeah. You don't know goodbye? There's no I love you. God, that's a good one. That one irritates me right? too. That's because I notice it every time too. Yeah, maybe it's just because I have good phone etiquette. Yeah, but I mean, I, but when I see a movie do it and they actually use like goodbye, I'm happy hello, about it. I'm like, thank you. God, it's yes, realistic. that's how that's how people talk on the phone. It, yeah, it's just so obnoxious. Oh god, but that's yeah, that's that's where I'm sitting with that one. Yeah, that one's definitely irritating. I agree, though. It's not necessarily a cliche. It's just something that's super irritating. Is it a cliche? It's a cliche because a lot of fucking things you like do that don't say goodbye on a phone. Yeah. But it's not super important to anything. Yeah. It doesn't like push anything. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the bigger it pushes something, the more irritating it is to me as a cliche. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a very good one. That Thank one you. just yeah, that's irritates it's, it's the so... living crap out of me. Just say goodbye. Just say goodbye. Yeah. That's... <laughs> How hard is that? Are we done? Are we done getting salty about that? For now, I'll right. get back to it. Yeah, my number four. I actually forgot I had this. It's our opener. You might want to see this. Oh, really? I hate you. Might want to see this. Yeah, that one's so irritating. Especially like it's always. You might want to take a look at this. Yeah, there's an archaeological dig to find treasure. Uh, and, uh, Chief, you, you, you might, might want to look at this. Because you found it. How about just say I found it. <laughs> I found. I did what we are do. What uh, we are supposed to be doing. Hey there, Chief. I uh, found something over here. You might want to come take a look at it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> you might want to come and take a look at this. That goes hand in hand almost with when a hacker is on the computer. I'm, I'm in. in. Yes. Yeah. I I say we lump that together because it's in the same vein of like yeah no shit like, yeah like this is an announce. It's just a, just say like okay I got it like, yeah it's like all right and done. Yeah, no, I'm in. I'm in. Like, and it's always so just dramatic. I'm in. <laughs> I've shown you the video of they took uh, an influx. Was that the movie? There's a movie. No, Lucy. Lucy, yeah, where <laughs> she's, she's on the plane. She's got two laptops. <laughs> it's just, they edited it so it's just Windows error noises. Or ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but yeah, the, just, I guess you could almost call it like, unnecessary almost unnecessary dialogue just kind of as a, a whole but like those filler. two specifically it's, it's all filler and it, it and especially when you say like you might want to come and look at this you know what they found like as a viewer because okay, they if never you're gonna do it one time make it not what it is yeah you might want to come take a look at this that's a nothing. bag of dildos <laughs> that is not what we've been looking why for. yeah but look at it do, why is it in here you might want to take a look at this <laughs> see like <laughs> That makes sense. But then when they find what they're looking for, wouldn't they just be like, I found it. Or, hey, come here. Yeah. The fuck is that? <laughs> That's what we've been looking for. 
You might want to come and take a look. This at is this. why I love Big Trouble in Little China because it it's has the some, most realistic. It has some of the most ever. realistic dialogue ever. Of oh god, the scene where he opens the door, he's like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> or when the guy whips out the the switch, he's like, "Where'd you get that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> my my favorite one is when uh, one of the guys is like, "Hey, it's a door. It's a door. Fuck it!" And he just like cuts it open. <laughs> I love Big Trouble in Little China. But they, that's the thing. John Carpenter doesn't do that shit. No, he 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 skips all the cliches. At he least does. Last, at least in that movie. <laughs> I think John Carpenter is the creator of a lot of cliches, which isn't bad. You know, because he's the start of it. Exactly, like I said, it's not a cliche. He gets a pass. His, yeah, if he does it, it's not a cliche. Right, and so it works. All right, that's a good me, one. That is a very let good. Let me one. write that down. So it's you might want to see this slash I'm in. Perfect. Are you ready for my number four? Number four, please. Uh, this is a horror movie trope. Hmm. I have it written down as poor auto maintenance. Oh, cars car never, never start starting? on the first run. Never. It's obnoxious. Why are all their cars so shitty that they never start in the first? Like, and there no. was like 2018s. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> really, you're, you have alternator problems. <laughs> or the fact that like they pull up to the house in that car. Yep, and it's fine. And then it doesn't start. Yep. Are you telling me that the serial killer rapist murderer? Uh, knows how to fuck with a car so it doesn't start on the first go. <laughs> but still does start eventually, right it, when he gets up to the window. This will get him. I'm just going to tweak these wires real quick. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> yes, that one is so irritating. Yes. Or just or just like the, the delay of getting away in general and just like, I forget, what is it? Uh, it's When a Stranger Calls. Yeah. When a Stranger Calls, uh, the girl... Runs out of the house with the keys. It's coming. Gets to the car. Yeah. She gets to the car and she drops the keys. Yes, fumbling with keys is also. She drops the keys and somehow kicks them under the car. I have never been in such a panic that I kick something. Right. And like now, I will say, had they made it that she tried to catch it with her foot and then she kicked it, because I have done that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, it was just oh fuck. It was just like she dropped it and all. It, I don't even think they show it hitting her foot. Like she just dropped it and she's like frantically looking around. She gets on the, her hands and knees and it's like in the middle of the car underneath it. And I'm like, no, that's not how keys work. Like they're no. not round. They don't roll. That's why you got to get yourself one of them keels ignitions like I have. You just got to hit the button on the door and it pops right open. You don't even need to think about it. You just put your foot on the brake and you hit the ignition. It's but like <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yours yeah. are much. Yours are very very irritating so far. Thank you. Cars never starting. <laughs> In horror movies, is that's why I said poor auto maintenance, though, because like I I'm gonna loop in like fumbling with keys in there too. Yeah, just so poor car usage. First of all, you have a beeper. Well, yeah, you have a beeper. Why are you trying why, to unlock you it with your with fucking keys? key? Have when's the last time you unlocked your car with your key? I I physically I physically can't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you don't have I, got, I got that uh nice little keyless ignition. You see, you just press the button on the door there, you pop it right open, mm-hmm. put your foot on the brake, hit the ignition, you're good to go. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good. I. <laughs> I very much enjoy your list so far. As, Thank you. I as enjoy yours cliches. as well. I just, ugh, God, ugh. No, I know it's a bad <laughs> feeling. We yeah, gotta keep going. I don't like this. All right, my my number three. You ready? Yes. Uh, my number three is parents not listening to their children. Oh yeah. Like, mommy, I saw a monster. You tried to bite my leg off. There's no such thing as monsters. And then they just keep on. There's a man outside. No, there's not, Johnny. <laughs> Why not investigate that? 
Listen, Johnny, I'm getting real sick of you making up tales about strangers standing outside the window. Now, if you don't stop it, I'm going to put you in your room and I'm going to keep you there, Johnny. Will you hear me? I'm going to le- And I'm going to leave the window open for whoever's out there to come you know and get what? you, even though there's no such person. I'll put a ladder up to it, too. I will give them a straight shot to your bedroom, Johnny. You hear me? Yes, Johnny, you are being very descriptive <laughs> in this person. I don't care. I'm well, your parent. Sa- that sounds like that man that escaped the mental institution not one month ago. Couldn't be here, though. Yeah, but... We like, only live a block away. <laughs> like, that's just, like, one of the small things. But, like, you know, like, kids, like, trying to get their point across. And, like, they yeah. have the point. But then the parents are just like, no. But they don't really have any real reason. That also to couples no. in, like, oh, we should have listened to the kids all along. Yeah. Yeah, like, no should've shit. listened to them all along. Well, yeah, that's the whole fucking point. That's a good one. That's, mm, yeah. Listen to your kids. Parents out there. Dad. Listen to your kids. <laughs> For the love of God. But I, I, I was, this one, I was trying to fill out the list and I was watching a movie. Or I was watching a clip of a movie and it was like the kid said something and the dad was just like, yeah, oh, okay. whatever. And I was like, why? Did, this happens a lot. Yeah. This does. irritates me. That is good. I'm writing this down. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's good. Parents just don't understand. Yeah. Get some DJ Jazzy Jeff in here. We need to boost the ratings. <laughs> and DJ Jazzy Jeff's going to do it, huh? I'm sorry. You think he wouldn't? I'm sure we could find him in a cardboard box somewhere. Let's give him a call. We'll get him on the show. DJ Jazzy Jeff, friend of the show. <laughs> Maybe. Could be. DJ, help us. <laughs> DJ got me falling in love. God damn it. No, stop. <laughs> All right, parents not listening to their kids. That's perfect, perfect. Moving on to my number three now, mm-hmm. real quick here. Made up rare material names. Unobtainium. Oh, and how they're just always stuff like that. <laughs> There's such little fucking effort put into any, like, rare material name. Unobtainium. Um, it's usually an inium. Yeah, it's Vibranium. Usually, yeah. Uh, what is some other ones? Unobtainium, vibranium. Uh, I think there's one in the core. Oh, the core. <laughs> this movie's like, badium. <laughs> it's the greatest movie ever. <laughs> Oscar material. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, just. But number three, it's pretty I, high. It really irritated me when I was thinking about it. But now that we've talked about the other ones, it, it might. But that one is an, that one is annoying. Yeah, it's a suit. It, it's just. If it wasn't every fucking half-rate sci-fi movie. Yeah. Because it's, well, we can't just call it something that exists already, which I get. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that. But don't just, like, unobtainium. Well, it's unobtainable, and it's a mineral, so. Eum. Unobtainium. Vibranium. It vibrates. Vibranium. And yeah, I'm it's I'm with just, you that it's it's annoying and it's just I think like as as think someone tungsten, who likes to write stories like you, tungsten, you really think they put like, well, it looks like a tongue. And, <laughs> and, and My name is Stan Stunson. <laughs> tungsten. tungsten. <laughs> there we are. I found this rock. It's mine. The tungsten, tungsten rock. <laughs> what did you find over there, copper? <laughs> I found me <laughs> Irish cop. Good choice. <laughs> copper. <laughs> You'll never take me alive, copper. Oh, I tripped over this rock. Oh, never seen this rock before, have I? Copper it is. 
that's how the that's how the shit gets yeah, named. That's what it works. And that's also how you find these these elements. You, you trip just, over them. You just stumble upon them. Whoops! Ooh, <laughs> is that uranium? I gotta stop tripping over these rocks. <laughs> Uh, All right. That's another cliche, though, is tripping and falling the item that you are looking for. Yes. You ever run into it that? Really is. Where it's just, I'm trying to find a very small trinket. Whoops. Tripped in the woods and there's a pile of leaves. What do you know? There's the trinket. The village. And there's a hole. In the bottom of the sea? What's in that hole? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Rare materials and their names. Bad names. Bad names is your number three. My number two, if my fingerprint scanner would work, but it's not, so we're just going to type in the code. My number two is, once again, dialogue-driven. Oh. Unnecessary dialogue that is just overused beyond belief. We've got company. Oh, my God, yes. We've got company. Star Wars? Um... Pretty much any movie. Like, any movie has we got company. Why are you saying that? Why are you... They're here. Yeah. They're here. Or run. Or move like you say we've got company to imply that we should be doing something it's not like if you just open fire on a group of bad guys your companions would be like what are you doing what are you shooting at i don't see anything out there <laughs> do we have company <laughs> Ooh, i'll put on the tea i just uh, irritates me yeah. irritates me irritates me i feel you and i i'm assuming star wars was not the first we got company he um, says it like three times. He Han does. Solo does. He does. It might be a catchphrase. Mm, it could be. I don't, I would want to do some research to see if that was a, a cliche beforehand and he just adopted it, or if he was the true first of it. I doubt I he was. I don't give George Lucas that credit. <laughs> well, it wasn't it in the no, it wasn't the first one that he says that. Yeah, because um, it's uh, when they're on the. When, yeah, the <laughs> that's great, kid. Don't get cocky. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, we've got company irritates the piss out of me because Very you could good. say so many other things, yeah. especially dependent on the context of what's happening. And you go with, we've got company. They're coming. Yeah. Works equally they're coming, as well. They're here. They're here. Poltergeist. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that is my number two. That's we've good. got company. Uh, my number two. I have written down as waiting your turn in a fight. Oh, like group fights. Group fights. It's wait your turn, fight him one on one. Mm-hmm. If you were in a group, if you were in a group of men fighting one martial artist, would you just pounce on him all at the same time and beat the hell out of him? Yeah, go ahead, go on YouTube. Yeah, go on YouTube and watch one of those fights. There's there's no there's no morals. There's no, no ethics. There's in no fact, waiting your turn. Uh, I had to break one of those fights up at three in the morning once. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I hate college students. Yeah. But I, I agree. That is... Because there, there are some movies, though, that, like... It works. They, well, it, Because not, they funnel it. Right, but, like, uh, the or if it is, like, a, a true martial arts kind of thing, and there's, like, an, a base of honor behind it. Yes. You know, like, you can yeah. do that. Or, like... Um, 
old boy does it really well because yes. there is there is a lot of like ganging up on one but then they like there's fear involved and you can see that the fear is there and like so they don't want to go after him but i mean there's good examples of it too like jackie chan all his movies where he's fighting yep. multiple and they're people always going at they're him always together. going at him together but he's fending them off separately mm-hmm. and you can see it because every action he takes has an action to another person mm-hmm. like how he fights with like a broomstick and he's hitting one guy behind him and like it's you can do it yeah it's not hard. <laughs> yeah, the fight choreography, and I think fight choreography, choreography is getting better. Um, actually, to be quick fair, shots are going away pretty quick. Have you noticed? Oh, that? like the quick cuts. Yeah, I think John Wick, man. I, I genuinely think I John Wick so. brought it back. Uh, but at the same time, John Wick Chapter Two, one of my favorite movies of all time. If you haven't seen John Wick Chapter Two, you got to go watch John Wick Chapter Two. Um, yes, there is that opening scene in like the car lot. Yeah. And they all just kind of show up one by one, which is kind of weird. See, I could explain that away. You, could, I mean, of I them could, coming like coming yeah, to him, but that, like if they all showed up and then they fought him one by one, yeah. The fact dumb. that the fact that he infiltrated a building and there are other people in the building that are rushing to him, yeah, leading them one by one. I get, yeah, that works. That yeah. makes more sense to me because you wouldn't all be like, okay, let's meet up in the foyer really quick. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, have a nice drink of water. We don't want to go into this dehydrated. Okay, Tom. Look at you, Tom. What? <laughs> Quit dehydrated, <drink>. Tom. <laughs> Quit drinking that Monster Energy drink, Tom. You know it gets you jittery, and we're about to shoot at a guy. Oh, Ooh, I shot a barrel. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Try hitting a person next time. <laughs> but yeah, going one on one, like one on one, waiting your turn, waiting your turn in a fight. Um, worst. Uh, offender of this is Star Wars Episode One. Yes, the duel, of, duel of the Fates fight is so bad. It really is. Uh, there's a video on YouTube. I forget what it's called, but it's like. Did they uh, point out all the times they could have just killed Darth Maul? It's it's like a robot like voiceover, mm-hmm. and it's like how to do. It's it's a how to guide tutorial on how to have a lightsaber battle, and it's like while your partner is fighting the other opponent, make sure you do a few tango steps beforehand. And they show like <laughs> Qui Gon like spinning around, and they like they like play it back and forth, so he looks like he's dancing. <laughs> and they're like, whenever you swing at your opponent, make sure you swing far enough away that you do not hit them. And they have it like cropped so that Obi Wan's lightsaber is going, but like everything else is frozen, mm-hmm. and it's going right over Darth Maul's head. <laughs> And then, and then it's like, but still duck to make sure that you don't get hit. And then they like freeze everything else like except Darth Maul and he ducks and then they play it together and he's swinging way over and Darth Maul is ducking at the same time. <laughs> yeah, choreography killed Star Wars. Anyway. <laughs> no, The Last Jedi did that. Uh, we need to, we need to. How relax. good will Luke with abs be though? <laughs> I know I posed that question last <laughs> week, but I've just really been thinking about it. I mean, he's a good-looking man, that Mark Hamill. He looks like a camel. <laughs> Mark Hamill, Mark the, camel. Hamill the camel. Fuck me. Let's keep moving. My number one. Yes. My number one is a plot device that happens in majority of movies that I've seen. Yeah. It is... The duo has a fight before the finale only to reconcile and get back together for the finale. MacGruber. MacGruber is one of them, yes. <laughs> that makes me sad. But <laughs> MacGruber's flawless. I don't know. But here's, here's, here's the one that really irritated me the most. Yeah, okay, hit me with it. Moana. Didn't see it yet. Moana, well, doesn't matter. I you, saw you the last fucking scene because somebody spoiled it for oh, me, so I well, know it. You would have seen this coming because the first time I'm watching this, I, like... So Moana and the Rock's character, Maui, they 
get into a fight for some reason, and Maui's just like, you're on your own, and he leaves. And right when he leaves, I'm like, he's coming back. What and if he didn't, though? That's what I wanted. That's what I, that's my biggest issue with this cliche, because sometimes it'd be better if they don't get back together. Yeah. And sometimes it'd be better if they don't fight. Like, you don't need this added tension for no reason before the end of the movie. Like, in Moana... Like, the whole movie is, like, super empowering towards Moana and super empowering towards, like, the female character. And Maui's, like, just... But she needs the rock to do it. She needs Maui. She needs a man to come by. Yep, 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 yep. it's just, he... So he comes back for no reason. Mm -hmm. There's no... Like, he gives, like, a toss-away line of, like, well, I thought about it. I left my CDs in your car. Yeah, that's pretty much, like, (laughs) what it feels... That's what it felt like. But uh, another one that's is okay this movie isn't good or anything but like this is the perfect example of it is in suicide squad have you seen suicide suicide squad no unlike you i don't like to torture myself i like to see how bad movies really are i watch bad movies but i will not watch that movie <laughs> suicide there's squad. a difference between a bad movie and a bad movie yeah suicide squad is a bad movie and bad 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 like mm-hmm. it's just it's not even good when it's being bad um but there's this scene where they all go to the bar together and they think that they've lost. And uh, basically they all have bombs in their necks so that they don't run off. Oh, and hot. one and one guy, Rick Flagg, controls all the bombs on this thing on his wrist and he breaks it and he's like, fuck it, go wherever you want. Rick Flagg sounds like a porn star. Rick Flagg is a true villain in the DCU. Sounds like a porn star, doesn't it? Google it. I'm going to take my chances <laughs> and not do that. Thank you. So anyway, he breaks this little thing. And he's like, go, fuck it, do whatever you want. And everybody stays put, but Captain Boomerang bolts without, without, talk, without saying a word, just runs out. It's supposed to be a comedic element, whatever. He, run, he runs out, he ditches him. Then, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just marveling at DC's naming conventions real quick. Yeah. Captain Boomerang, I. Captain Boomerang. He is Australian. He always comes back. That's what it means. Doesn't actually have a boomerang. Maybe that's why he comes back. <laughs> you know what? That's not even an example anymore. That's a good one. <laughs> but... So he leaves. So all these guys are just assholes. They don't want. They don't work together with people. They don't care about anything other than themselves. Captain Boomerang runs off, and then while they're in the bar, they all decide like we're all gonna die anyway. Screw it. Should we? Let, let's just try to save the day. And so they all decide to walk out on the street and do this like team walk down the street thing. And that's when they and explode. Then all, out right? of nowhere, oh. Captain Boomerang just joins back. back up. He, he just back. joins back up with them. Sorry, mates. Every now and then I get thrown and I come back. But, Cap- like, that's... Why Cap- would he do that? Captain Boomerang. It's just irritating. Hate to go on a bit of a walkabout. <laughs> Maybe that's why he left. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Gotta go on a walkabout. Be right back. But, like, do you get what I'm saying? I do, yes. Like, it's he runs out and then... Comes without, back. Without, without any... Without hearing what they say, decides to come back. I so, agree. Yeah. Like, to your point, I think it could be done well. Well, like, yeah, there's points yeah, that exactly. do it well, but like but most of the time it's most unnecessary. Most of the time it's unnecessary and unprompted. Yeah. I agree. Like even uh, Mystery Team did it. Mm-hmm. And like they come back for pretty much no reason. And I, I feel like if if they fight and then come back for no reason and it's not legitimately explained or there isn't true backing behind it, yeah. I'm just fed up and I'm out. I feel know? that. Yeah, yeah, no. It's... Yeah. Moana is the worst offender, though, because it it would have been better if he didn't come back. Yeah. To have Moana just do it on her own. That would have been great. Yeah. So that's my number one is, oh, that is the irritating. fight before the finale. I agree. That is irritating. My number one 
is more of a writing cliche that I absolutely fucking hate. What is it? Starting the scene at the end of a joke. Uh, when yeah. you're trying to make someone look funny, but instead of writing a joke because jokes don't always land, you just have you them give tell them the, the punchline. Punch and then everybody else laughs. And it's like, oh, that character's funny, I guess. Mm-hmm. No. it's It bothers me to no end, and it's so overdone because it's an easy way to just... He's a funny guy. Look mm-hmm. at him tell a joke. Yeah. It's so obnoxious. Or, or it's a way to just be like, he gets along with people. Look, exactly. how, look how charming he is. Exactly. There are so many fucking instances of this that I can't even begin to start. There is one instance that's good. It's mm-hmm. a new girl. Okay. Um, Not a movie, though. I know. Uh, new girl, Nick Miller, is just like, and so I said, why all the cheese? <laughs> and then Schmidt's like, stop acting like we've been talking for 20 minutes. We just sat down. See, that's how you write it. It's a- <laughs> But that's that's a play on the cliche, and that yeah. works really well. It's just it's so overdone. Yeah, and every comedy and anything, TV, movie, otherwise, any sitcom, you will look at any sitcom and they do that shit. Mm-hmm. Any... It's much more prominent, I think, in TV and sitcoms than movies, but yeah. it's still very prominent in movies. But yeah, it's just it bothers me to no end. Mm-hmm. I agree. That is that's a good one because, like you said, just if you want him to be the funny character, write him funny. Yeah. Or if you want to make him a charming character, make him charming. Yeah, you don't need, need this moment of everybody laughing around. You don't need to show him. us. Yeah, it's it's the same that boils down to like my first one. Was that the... phone etiquette? Yeah. Wait, no. Which one was it? Cars never starting. Nope. Rare minerals with names. Maybe it was one of our honorable Waiting mentions. Waiting your turn. Oh. Yeah, it's the same concept of like you don't need this. To explain something. It was one of your elements. It's like, it's the Mac theory. Yeah. I'm going to call it the Mac theory because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's the, our audience is too dumb to understand that this person's supposed to be funny. So we're going to show people laughing around. But him. I don't want to write a joke for it. Yep. Which is really weird because if they are supposedly a funny character, they still write them to be funny. Yeah, but they're not going to write an extra fucking joke. Most of the time, though, I feel like when they do that, that character ends up not being the funny person he exactly. ends up being it's a just dick. trying yeah it's trying he's to almost always it. a dick bag yeah and he just like puts on a face for people like that's the normally what you yeah, see yeah because it's usually followed up with oh hey how's it going yeah yeah or yeah yeah that shit that is that that's bad it one. usually is followed up by the main character walking in mm-hmm. it's dumb i hate it starting to see yeah just have the whole joke if you're gonna do it to have the whole joke or have a whole story. But that's why I said, dude, sometimes jokes don't land. And if your joke doesn't land, that character's not funny. Yeah, but if you have everybody laugh around him, then all you really need to show is that people around him think he's funny. Right? And you don't even have to write a joke. Just get one of those shitty joke books and just steal one. Yeah. One of those commonplace jokes of, you know, a priest, rabbi, and a cop walk into a bar. They say, oh. <laughs> right there. See? Like, <laughs> it's, it's irritating. I agree. These are very irritating cliches. They are. These all this is irritate be the piss a out of me. Fucking weird collab. Let's do it, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, you want to collab it up? You want to break it down for me real quick here? All right. We got your number five phone etiquette. Yes, sir. That's a good one. My number five is what I call the Pixar formula, mm-hmm. um, which is basically obvious bad guy. Uh, number four for you was cars never starting or car car. Uh, Automotive repair. Could I interject real quick? Mm. I think we could combine your number five and number one. 
the fight before the finale and the Pixar formula? Because it goes along with like a character of like, oh, it's the main character's best friend who then turns out to be the bad guy. Yeah, but th- that means they don't get back together before the fight. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Like they f- like the the heroes fight before the finale. All this rum's going to my head. <laughs> you too, huh? I'm an alcoholic. I'm not. I, I really don't drink that much. Anyway, um, where were we? Uh, your number four. Your number four was uh, car maintenance. Just kind of car. How the use of a car. Um, my number four was you might want to see this slash I'm in two good, lines good of dialogue. Your number three is the rare rare material naming mm-hmm. being bad. My number three is parents not listening to their children. Your number two is waiting your turn during a fight. My number two is we've got company. Your number one was starting a scene with the end of a joke. And my number one was the fight before the finale between the heroes. These are all irritating. They are. Yeah. I'm good to get rid of my number three right away. The rare material maybe? It bothers the piss out of me, but I just... I, <laughs> it's just not that prominent. Now that I I've think. talked it through. That's yeah. the only not, thing that... It'll come back because I'm sure there will be plenty of other movies that start doing this shit and yeah. keep doing this shit, so... It's apparently... Because it's a new... That's a new cliche. It very much is. It's a very new cliche that probably will catch on. Um... I, I feel like I could get rid of my three as well. The parents not listening to their children. Because mm-hmm. after we were talking about that, like annoying but it kind of pushes the plot sometimes but it's just it's annoying to hear and see because especially when you know that what, what is it there's there's some crazy statistic that says like if a, ki- a kid tells you something there's like an 80 85 percent chance that is true yeah like it's a crazy statistic and movies just seem to ignore that um you know what? No, I, I would want to keep that on, if it comes to my list, the one I would be willing to get rid of is the Pixar formula. Okay. Because it's, it's based strictly in the Pixar realm. I'm down for that. Okay. Uh, can I offer up a number, another combination? Hmm. Your four and two, because they're all dialogue based. So just cliche dialogue in a general sense? Yeah, move that up to two. Because then we could put my number one in there as well. Because it's all cliche dialogue instead of... Oh, like, so just... That, that's bunching a lot of stuff into it a is. cliche, though. Because I, I feel like your end of a joke is like, mm-hmm. that's a very different cliche than just these lines that are always said. True. I think that I, I, I could get behind combining my number two and four mm-hmm. because there are three separate lines that are just cliche lines. Okay, yeah. Okay, sure. We could do that. So We'll just call it cliche lines? Cliche lines, specifically... You might want to see this. I'm in, and we've got company. Yes. Okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Just to narrow it down a little bit here. Yeah, so in that case, I'm just going to get rid of this for now. Um, We could probably put phone etiquette in there, too, though. Yeah? Phone etiquette, once again, it's a different cliche. Is it? And I, the only thing with phone etiquette... I suppose it's a lack of words. Phone etiquette, I almost don't see it as a cliche. I see it more as just this thing that is overlooked and is annoying. If you want something to be real, that's fair. I can get rid of it. I'm not. I'm, but that would leave uh, one, two, three, four, five. That would leave six. So we'd still have to get rid of one if we get rid of phone etiquette. True. So phone I think etiquette. I think phone etiquette is it's one of the more irritating things. Yes. But I just I don't really. No, that's see a number it. five for a reason. I'm it is it. it is a cliche, but I don't see it as like a prominent cliche. I guess. Yeah. Hmm. 
Cars Never Starting irritates the piss out of me. That one's yeah. got to be on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's got to be on yeah. there. Um, waiting your turn during a fight. Parents not listening to their kids. We've got, comp- well, cliche lines and fight before the finale. We could probably get rid of parents listening then. I'm That's probably the, the lesser of the of the batch. It it also is not that prominent, I would say. I, I feel like if I was if I was given enough time I could come up with a handful of examples. Yeah. But off the top of your head though? Yeah, off the top of my head I can't think of like any specific I mean Stranger Things. A lot of Stranger Things yeah. is in there, but it's not a movie, so the parents in Stranger Things are fucking terrible, man. Yeah, except for Winona Ryder. Well, yeah, she's a great parent, but she's like, uh, what's his name's parents just are like, oh, they're awful. They're atrocious. Um, I can only think of the actor's name. I can't even think of the actor's name. Finn Wolfhard. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. All right. So we have our five here to break down. Uh, so for the collab, we have cars never starting automotive maintenance, basically, mm-hmm. um, waiting your turn during a fight. Cliche lines of, you might want to come see this, I'm in, and we've got company. You're uh, starting a scene with the end of a joke, and fight between heroes before the finale. Did I say waiting your turn for the fight? I thought you did. Well, I'm going to say it again, waiting your turn for the fight. Okay. So those are the five. Okay. Man, Cars never started. I I think that one needs to go higher, to be honest. So like, for five, what could go five? I think think waiting your turn for a fight. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Because... It's a cliche, but it's more so just like you have to notice it for it to be a cliche. Yes. I mean, most of the time you can notice yeah, yeah. it, but I don't know. What do you think? I'm down for that. I'm good for that being five. Okay. Waiting your turn for a fight. Because it doesn't annoy me as much as the other ones do. <laughs> That's true. I just, it's very cliche. All right. So waiting your turn is out. Uh, number four. I'm between my number one and the combo. That's where I'm at too. Hmm. And they would respectively get three, four, I think. Yes. I think I think the combo dialogue, I think the combo dialogue could go four and then yours could go three. Mm-hmm. And then we duke it out between cars and the fight. I, yeah, I'm good for that. Two. I'm okay. That. So four is the combo. Three is end of joke to start a scene. All right. So, cars never starting, cars, car issues, and the fight between heroes before the finale, only for them to get back together. It's tough. Which one actually irritates me is the car one. Yeah. The car one actually irritates me. Yeah. Because it's so unrealistic and it's so unnecessary. Unless in the movie previously they show the car... Well, having yeah, but issues they never do they never do they it's always a brand do. new car yeah always if it were a piece of shit car i wouldn't have a problem with it mm-hmm. but and then my number my uh fight between heroes before the finale the reason that one wasn't my number one is because there's so many iterations of that where it would have been better if it just either didn't happen or they don't get back together exactly I, we moving car up we moving car to one i'm feeling that I honestly, cars, that one bugs me the most. Yeah. I, you know. But that is that is specific mainly to horror, horror movies. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm sitting. It's. But like fight, fight between the heroes before the finale and then they inevitably get back together. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I feel like you could put every rom-com into that. 
True. You put every rom-com into that. Uh, most adventure. Adventure. Almost every adventure has that. Well, you make a good point. But sometimes it works. It does, but... Sometimes it does work. Most of the time it doesn't. Oh, this is tough. Um, I... They're both great. Mm-hmm. They're both very annoying. They're well, I wouldn't say great. <laughs> They're both awful. <laughs> They're both awful fucking cliches. Uh, I'm very tempted to go with Cars at number two, though, just because it is purely a horror movie thing. Yeah, because outside of a horror because movie, because having a fight with, between two characters and getting back together could also be in a horror movie. That is true. It is a very genre stretching cliche. It can cover most ground. Yeah. I'm with you there. I think I think because it is so specific to one, that does bring it down. Yeah. But it's so prominent in it's that one. It's so fucking prominent in horror. It's like every horror movie they have the car won't start. It's just or it, you fumble with the keys. It's a really close first. But I think because Fights Between Heroes is more broad, mm-hmm. I think we gotta give it to that one. I'll agree with you there. As much yep. as the it's a fucking cars not starting bothers the piss out of me. I don't even know why I put it at four now. You know, the while <laughs> that we've talked about it, my list is going to get recombobulated in my head. <laughs> but yeah, I just it's not prominent because it's only horror movies. Probably the most irritating, though. It is. The that most one irritating. irritates me I, the I most. I believe so as well. But the fight between heroes before the end of a movie, like... Happens way too often. It's too much of a cliche. Yeah, it's one that I could. It's because you can use with. it in any instance. Yeah, it's a. It's just a cheap way to get, like, first of all, false ex- drama. You That's get, all yeah, it is. you get the drama, and then you get padded time. Like, you just it just makes everything bloated at that point. Especially when you when you you see the fight happening, and you know it's not going to stick. Yeah, like in Moana, it's like the second it happened, I was like, well, he's coming back. Yeah, and it's not to say that it can't work. Yeah. But definitely, sometimes it can work. Like if you if you make it seem like those heroes will not get back because yeah. like too much shit went down. But then, like if too much shit went down, then why would he come back? Sometimes he has to. <laughs> That's how they explain away yeah. <laughs> he's getting back together. Yeah, uh, I'm. Are you happy with it? I I well I, happy. <laughs> are you upset about it? I am upset about it. Are you happy with the order upset about the thing? I'm happy about the order upset about the list. Perfect. That's all I wanted. <laughs> all right. Krispy Kreme, break it down. Krispy Kreme, break it down. We have at number five, waiting your turn during a fight. This is how it goes. You attack me one at a time, and I knock you out with a single punch. Okay? Go. Judo. Always good. Judo. Number four, we have a combination of cliche dialogue such as... That one's as, easy. You might want to see this. I'm in, and we've got company. We're in. This whole trip is for you. Uh, guys, you might want to see this. We got company. 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 Number three, we have starting a scene with the end of a joke. So far, he's satisfied with general laughter. (laughs) Number two. Cars not starting in horror movies. And number one, heroes fighting before the finale, inevitably to get back together for the finale. The ocean chose me! 
chose wrong. That's it. That's them. That is our top five most irritating cliches. I am very irritated. I know I am. (laughs) This was fun, though. I like getting irritated sometimes. (laughs) Especially when we explain away. Like, you can explain all of these things away. Yeah. Like, in the movie, you can just... It's easy. Not do these things. Yeah, it's easy. But no. Just make it a shitty car. Yeah, just make it a shitty car. Or just don't have that. If they're going to get away anyway, just don't have that. Yeah. What's the point? No. You got to have that extra tension? You really think? How many, however many times you see that in a horror movie, yeah. do you ever feel actual tension when that's happening? No, you're just like, it's going to start right before he gets there. She's going to get away. I will say the one cliche that I do enjoy, though, mm-hmm. the, the killer's in the car. Killers in the car is always good. Killers in the car? That's it doesn't make any sense as no. to how they get in. But no, it's great. Okay I love it. it. <laughs> in uh, uh, Let the Right One In mm-hmm. um, or Let Me In, um, yeah. the remake, they have a scene where the dad, who's a vampire, gets into somebody's car to murder them, basically. And they like explain how he gets in. like It's a whole thing. And so it, it skips the, the whole... Just like the guy, just like popping up, and it yeah. doesn't make it. Like they show him like crawling over and like sneak and like testing the doors and like making sure that there's an unlocked door so he can like sneak in and like hides himself so that he won't get found. Like there's more to it in there, so like that's not cliche at that no. point. I do love that cliche though. And I'm okay with there it. There are cliches yeah. that I do love, yeah, and that is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say though, I've always wondered this: Do cars work the same way that houses do in vampire lore? Oh, like if you... I don't think so, because it's not a place of residence. What if you live in your car? Hmm. What about... What if it's an RV? Uh, here, that's the real question. It's a private domicile, bitch. <laughs> for our Breaking Bad listeners. Yeah. Um, right? That's a good question. That's a basic question. There's so many rules now. Like, people fuck with that formula so much. Mm-hmm. I really like what they do with it in What We Do in the Shadows, though. Where, like, they yes. try to go to the clubs, but they have to be invited in. Yeah. <laughs> it's super good well go watch what we do in the shadows that's that's vampire cliches the movie but it's in a comedic form yeah oh it's so good that's all i got for him that all you got that's all i got yeah cool well as always thank you follow us you want to i'm gonna raise my hand again real quick here put it down i'm gonna raise it again go to the principal's office Fuck you. Get out. I don't even want to be here. Learning's dumb. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I'm not going to teach you how to balance a checkbook. I'm going to teach you about earth science so you know the errors of the earth. That'll come in handy for life. Pythagorean theorem. A squared plus B squared equals C, C squared. squared. No shit. I don't like. <laughs> Where are we at in that? I'm, I have yet to use it. So, yeah. School's dumb. Just drop out. If you're listening and you're in school, just don't do it. School for fools. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with your $11,000? I'm going to buy a giraffe. What about you? Quit school. Good idea. School for fools. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the last good Adam Sandler movies. Oh, it really is. And when I say good, it's not <laughs> Which one is that again? That's Mr. Deeds. Oh, Mr. Deeds. I like feet. I don't know why. <laughs> That's a good movie. That's a fun movie. <laughs> what do you say? Safe? Family. Yeah, family, family safe. safe. Got, Got it. it. <laughs>
The squirrel is looking at me funny. <laughs> Deeds. Thought we were watching Scooby Doo. <laughs> what a good movie. You know what? Actually, Mr. Deeds is a good movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah, with that. I'm okay with that too. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us on everything. Uh, two Guys Top Five. I'm Tinky Winky on Twitter. He is at Lucas Swanson on Twitter. No, 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 no. I'm at Lucas Swanson on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Thank you. He's at Lucas Swanson on Twitter. Oh, my God. At Lucas Swanson. At Lucas Swanson. Thank you. Okay. At Lucas Swanson on Twitter. Uh, if you ever have any ideas for lists, you know, we could use some. Please. Please. We're dying. <laughs> Every week, we die a little bit on the inside. We don't want to do this forever. Die or work real jobs. We'd like to do this a lot. <laughs> so if you could, just send us a, uh, a suggestion. Please. Give leave you a us, shout out. Leave us a comment on SoundCloud about... Your favorite or least favorite cliche. Yeah, like the track, too. Clashes. Make us look good. Clashes. 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 Clash of the Titans. Touche. Touche. <laughs> Drake and Josh. <laughs> you know it, buddy. <laughs> Hug me, brother. <laughs> As always, thank you to Hoodie L for the use of his song fucking movie of the album. People keep talking. People keep talking. Gotta keep doing it till he says stop. <laughs> You can reach out to us, Hoodie Allen, at TinkyBeWinky on Twitter, at Lucas Swanson on Twitter. Lucas Swanson. Lucas Swanson. Anyway. Am I getting it? I feel like I'm not. Binky T. Wink shit. You were right. Good job. Binky T. Wink bit? Yeah, there you got it. Tinky B. Wink bit. <laughs> what are we doing next week? Next week, we are going to continue with top five of our lives. What year is it now? 1996. Fuck. Not a lot of movies came out in that year. 96 was... It was, it was a rough one. It was light. There, there's a couple studs, but there's not a lot. Yeah, it's a rough one. That'll be fun. You guys will have 96, fun with that. yeah. So, tune in next week. Listen to our old stuff. We got some good stuff back there. Don't listen to episode number one. Please. Remove it. I might. Just remove it. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear it. It's sure it has the most views, but you know what that means? That means most, the most people that are means listening it, to it and stopping. That is what it means. I've seen the numbers, and it makes me sad every time. We've got a good 10 followers. Shout out to you guys. You guys are great. Thank you very much, you guys. Uh, but yeah, that's just get rid of it. It doesn't I, exist. I probably will. It's like the, the prequels. They don't exist. They don't, they don't exist. Yeah. All right. Top five cliches. Done. In the books. Let us know yours. Do it to it. Fresh and fruity. Wicka wicka wow. Wicka wow wow. When did that come out? No, 2000. That's a 2000 movie. A one, I'm going to say. Wicka wow, wicky wicky wow. Jim West. Desperado, rough ride. I know you don't want that. By the way, that counts as your one, so you don't get to do it when we reach that year. Wild Wild West was a 1999 movie. Ooh, we're getting close to the <laughs> three more years. We're getting real close to Wild Wild West territory, three people. Three more years. Three more years. That's not how that chant goes. Anyway, uh, I guess that's it for me. For you, you I'm good? done. All right. I'm spent. Take care. Be good, people. Watch more movies. We love you. Stop the car. Just you might want to come see this. Oh, what was that? Oh. Oh. Yes. Ooh. Wow. Uh, uh, uh.